Listener, you are cordially invited, cordially invited to the latest episode of the Pranks and Firth podcast, hosted by Justin Panks, a man who's a man whose legs are never more than 30 foot away from a beer, and me, little Ashy Frith, as thin as a whippet and as fast as one too, with a smiley face and a licky t- No, I'm explaining a whippet, aren't I? Justin Panks, are you there? Music. with the introduction I got confused it doesn't matter did you maybe you're upset because you've been cyber bullied like just before we went on air I mean you <laughs> said you needed 15 minutes this is what I was going to bring this up right so let's know what happens is we agree a day and a rough time for recording is that fair Justin yes, we'd say, I'd say let's do the recording on this day at this time so the time it's 5-2 the time we've agreed I then message Justin and say right we're still good to go but not not for any good reason, but just you know, maybe I've been burned before. Right. Bearing in mind, I have to cl- I have to climb into a loft. To I'm do like this Axel Rose. The pod booth. I'm like Axel Rose. I turn up late, but I'm and the... sometimes you're on heroin. Was he on heroin? I thought I thought he was actually addicted to like yoga and eating like steamed kelp. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um. So then you say, "No, I'm not ready. Can I have another 15 minutes?" I say, "Sure, you can. Sure, you can." So, I then go and do some pottering around. I'm building a bookshelf at the moment, as you well know. Oh, you fucking wanker. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. What, getting something done? Well, a bookshelf. Yeah, what's wrong anymore? Is it a little tiny shelf? You're going to put your Kindle on it? No, I'm going to put all my books on it. Comics. Yep. But they're not books, mate. That's like when people call them graphic novels. It's a fucking comic. And then you say 15 minutes, please. I say, no problem. First thing I do is I have a little look at Twitter. I'm killing some time. Who do I see on Twitter? It's Justin Panks and our good friend, Rich Wilson, brilliant stand-up comedian, trolling me. No, no, no. About we the size of my you. head. Well, no, you did a poll about um, the, your head casting a shadow. Not my head. I'm just saying. If yeah, you're walking was, down the street. Right. But then because of our, we did a video our live Facebook video, at the end I made a joke about you having a big head. And you haven't, Ash. It was just perspective. You were close to the camera. I've got a massive head. I've I got thought, a massive head. I thought I would I thought I would continue the jape and uh I'd insult your head. And then the Rich joined in and there's nothing better than when two people converge to bully someone. And I was in my element. Yeah. So then we carried but on instead of 
bearing in mind what we were actually doing was um, meant to be recording a podcast, but you were too busy at that point. I was bullying start. you. I was bullying you on Twitter. You then, you then spent 15 minutes just taking that time for you and Rich Wilson to attack. What have I actually said this wrong? Someone will say something I've said wrong. I mean, I say a lot of... Like, if you looked at his body, like a third of its head. I mean, that's just facts. Jesus. You got... Is there an aeroplane landing on your house? Or was no, that... that was someone coming past on a two-stroke motorbike. Oh, talking of... Uh, did, well, did you like my thing of what I found on Facebook and I said about Norfolk not being backward? Oh, it was incredible. Wasn't it You incredible. want to tell the listener what it was? Uh, someone had written in all caps... Was it from your school? From my wife's school in the town where we live now, um, where she grew up. And she said, look at this bloke I went to school with. And it was like on a high school, you know, page, like a group page or whatever. And it was just a bloke and it was like half 11 on a Friday night in all caps. It said, come on. I can't remember. I really, you, you back me up. The gist was saying like, there's always loads of gays at school. Come on. Who were the gays at school then? Don't be shy. Just tell me who was gay. Something like that. <laughs> And it was just out of nowhere, just out of no- for no reason, as they would say, apropos of nothing. But uh, suddenly, and then he's the next cruising. day, there was two replies in the morning, both himself, from him, both himself. from him. And one was like, "Oh, I didn't mean nothing by it." And the next one was like, "I'm only having a laugh, and I was drinking." But you get the feeling that he doesn't know how to delete posts. Yeah, but it was just funny. I mean, it, but it wasn't even like he was saying anything. It was just like, "Come on, who was gay then?" There's loads of gays. Yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't being horrible. No, he was he, just being an idiot. No, it was and... weird, wasn't it? It was one of those things. He didn't actually say anything bad. I guess. I mean, he didn't. I mean, gay's not an offensive word, and he just said who was gay. But weird that he was suddenly very interested to know who yeah. was gay when he'd had a few drinks. But what it was I found most offensive is he used the word, the letter U instead of Y O U and things like that. Yeah. God, I can't stand that shit. You love an emoji. You said to me at the the weekend that. Um, you might have to leave your wife if she continues to use uh, emojis. I think her ratio is like three words to six emojis. Yeah, yeah. You showed me a message. It was quite a high percentage. What's with the emojis? I mean, who can be... But me and, me and you use emojis. We use one emoji. We use the same emoji, don't we, a lot? Sometimes I think we've had like a six... Like we've had a six exchanges where it's just us sending that emoji... On Facebook, it says something, doesn't it? It's, well, it's not the just size because on Facebook Messenger, the longer you hold your finger and it, it sort of blows up, you can get it bigger, or can't you? We could have a full communication about a subject yeah. based on one emoji yeah. and the size of it. But it's changed. We used to have a different emoji. Yeah, and that was because down by where you press send, it's just there, isn't it? On my phone, is it on yours? Yeah, and same as mine. Yeah, yeah. yeah so we used to have one and he had like a dead straight mouth and red cheeks. Yeah, I don't know what happened. It looked like Some, he was trying changed. to hold a shit in that one. Yeah, I like that one. And then all of a sudden we've got this cry and laughing one, which is more mainstream, and I feel like I'm a bit hipster about it. I like the other one, but I don't know how to get it back. Well, I didn't change the other one. I didn't one. either. I think it just it gave the option of that one, and then it just never went away. I reckon that there's an algorithm where it knew the context in which we was using the emoji and thought, they, they're sending the wrong emoji. This, this. I bet. I bet it's that. Yep, absolutely bet it's that. But we were sending it ironically, because it was just like, it didn't make sense, that one, before it was funnier. It's another uh, mystery solved by Jesse Pranks. See, I don't need facts. I don't need facts. I just come to my own conclusions. Had an incident last night. Oh, no. Went to Morrison's, the most northern of all the supermarkets, I find. 
not northernly in where I live, but in fact, it's just got a northern vibe to it. I think it's descended from the north, Morrison's, don't you? Um, I think it's Scottish. Well, that is north, isn't it? They... Is um, have you even got a Morrison's in Essex? Oh, they've all gone bust around here. They're all closed down because no one will go there. They got taken over by a my food, and they're they, all they've gone as they well. They don't sell fake tan, so they just the Essex people just wouldn't have no truck with it. But I went to Morrison's and I got three big bottles of Australia for a fiver because they have a fridge near the frozen near the fresh pizza bit, so you can get cold beers in there. So I got three of them, and I got some sandwich meat for the boys' pack lunches. And then they, around where the sandwich meat is, there is a little bargain bucket where they have like beers that are like dented tins and stuff cheap. Yeah. And in that bargain bucket was a Brooklyn Brewing Company. You know, the Brooklyn. Ooh. Yeah. And a nice IPA I hadn't had before, like a Brooklyn IPA. And it was. Re- yeah, it's nice. Yeah, yeah. It's reduced from like two quid to like one pound or one or 90p. There's only one. I thought, I'll get that. That'd be a nice little one to drink on the drive home. So, um, <laughs> laid it down in my shopping basket and everything's in there. So I get to the checkout and it was quite late and there's only one checkout open. So I'm in, I put it, I put the basket in the stack of baskets because someone's already on the conveyor belt and, uh, I reach in and I'm not really, I'm sort of listening to a podcast. I'm not really paying attention. I go to grab my Brooklyn lager ash and I sort of go to pull it out of the basket upside down and the bottle lid has like got, oh, you've opened yeah, it. I've opened it perfectly. It, the bottle lid went through the bottom, the wire at the bottom of the basket, and it opened upside down. Oh, and I've just... got to drink this now to save it. No, no, <laughs> I was holding the bottle upside down. It just went, and in half a second, it coated everything in my basket. Like a beer. Wow, what do you do? Exactly. So I'm holding this empty bottle upside down. Literally, it took a half a second to empty. It just like came. Yeah. And, there were, and I went to like, I bent down and I thought, I've got away with this. I didn't look up and I went to just put the bottle under the thing, under the conveyor belt. Oh, wow, wow, wow. So the, so the, the uh, cashier goes, are you all right? And I went, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was like, for about a second, I thought I'm going to try and style it out and just leave. I didn't Because no. I, I had my own shopping basket uh, bag. It's like a net one. I didn't want to put my wet stuff in it, smelling a beer. So I went. Oh, no. So I got caught. I go, so I went, oh, I bought this reduced bowl and the lid just popped off. It just, like, I tried to make out it was faulty. That's fair. That's what I'd have said. Yeah, because it had a big sticker said. on it saying, like, oops, reduced or whatever. I went, oh, she went, oh, really? I went, yeah, so I've never seen that before. It just blew off like that. And she was like, <laughs> and I went, oh, should I just put it, and I, so I went, oh, should I just put it down here? She went, no, no, give it to me. So I had to like, naughty schoolboy. Walk around the woman oh, in front of me, no. and hand her this empty, dripping bottle of the uh, that had beer in it. Oh, well, you licked your fingers. Licked my fingers. Went back to the basket. Got the lid. Out, and I went, oh, there's the lid. And she was just like looking at me weird because she knew I tried to just. I was going to actually walk out the shop, so I had to buy. Yeah, like, yeah. That's I. I'd have either walked out the shop and left it all, or. I'd have uh, done what you did and just said, oh, it must have popped off because yeah. it was reduced. Well, that was fine, but the thing was, I've now got all this stuff just covered, and IPA is like so pungent. And it's just like, yeah. oh, for fuck. And I, as I was putting the conveyor belt, there's like puddles. It was proper wet, mate. It's all that had froth on it and everything. God almighty. So I got it. So what, did you have anything that was ruined or was there a lot of it in I had, plastic? I had three wrapping? bottles of Australia. I had a packet of ham. That's all sealed up. And I had something else as well that 
Lucky you couldn't give a shit about the environment and you'd plasticed everything, really. No, but it just, you know, I bought some hammers and it was in a sealed packet. I don't I don't go in there and like package up my own ham, mate. It's not pick and mix ham. Well, that'd be good. Why isn't there pick, pick and mix ham? Why have they got pick and mix with like savoury ham? Well, they have, haven't they? It's the delicatessen. Oh, but that's a geezer in a trilby. You can't be, that, no. You, any, like, one in a, dressed in a trilby or an apron, I can't be doing with it. Don't trust them. Oh, it's not that I don't trust them. I just feel like they're trying Especially to trick me. Especially a trilby with a lot of air holes in the Yeah, top. yeah, yeah, yeah. The tea bag trilby. I think they're trying to trick me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like... like... I don't think I could trust the butcher anyway, to be honest. Sorry, any butchers listening, but I think anyone that... Pedals I, flesh. I, I, I'm, I'm qu- yeah, I'm quite fascinated by butchery. Like the cuts and all of that. Because it's a real skilled job, isn't ah, it? You learn be... it in a week. That's, you'd learn it in a week. You'd learn oh, really? it. It's not a skill but like... I do think... Like imagine getting vault, a corpse of, a, of an animal yeah. and then just dissecting it up and that not affecting you. I just think there's something wrong with you. No, because you become desensitised. Well, but you think people can... You can, well, you can say that about a mortician, but you become desensitised. Yeah. No, no, yeah, I feel the same about a mortician. Yeah, but a mortician is slightly just different. This isn't just about... Yeah, when they're, especially if they're butchering up humans. Yeah, but... Uh... I always think that, like, when, when you go into, like, like in Morrison's, they've got a fish counter, and it's just, like, a counter with some ice and some fish on it. And then the bloke... Oh, I see what you mean. And I they put a bloke in a trilby. Fish. Yeah, they put a bloke in a trilby, and it's like, oh, there's a fishmonger. He's like, yeah, fucking fishmonger. There's a bloke that works in Morrison's. It's like, it's like, it, it's like Disneyland. Yeah, well, yeah, you'd be... One week he was on pasties, the next yeah. minute he's on fish counter. It's like Disneyland. What's the person like, who butchers fish called? A fishmonger. Is that it? Is it fishmonger? Isn't it weird that munger means to sell things and you only really people that sell fish and iron, iron are called mungers? Yet if you sell wine or... Wine munger. No, merchant. <laughs> isn't it? I was going to say there's merchant as well. There's wine merchant and there's another one merchant as well. Like there's another there's another one that they say, oh, he's a so-and-so merchant. But why do certain products have different titles meaning the same thing? Like, why is it a fishmonger and a wine merchant? I've never heard of a winemonger. Well, that'd be someone that drinks wine, I think, if you said that. <laughs> if you said I was a right winemonger, he is. That'd mean, like, someone... Is... You're a bit of a bit of a beermonger, aren't you? Yeah, I am, yeah. Comes a shock no. to the listener. You never mention it. I, um... I don't... I don't know. I don't know what but I'm... But anyway, wondering. the point is... Give him a little stripy apron and a trilby. I don't believe that I'm getting good service. I don't think I'm being transported into the 1950s. It's some twat on minimum wage at Morrison's, and I don't it just. I just feel like they're trying to pull the wool over my eyes. Especially if they're wearing a striped um... yeah. apron. Apron. Yeah. And butchers always have a red and white striped apron, and fishmongers will have a blue and white striped apron. Okay. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow, I didn't realise that, but now you say it, I see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I do, mate. I bring things to the attention of um, humanoids. Yeah, that's your big, big thing, isn't it's it? It's my calling. You're a truth seer. Truth, not a truth serum. Seer. You're a truth sayer. That's it. Sayer. Seer. I see. No, I don't even say. As I see, I see what I say. I'd be good on catchphrase. I'd be good on catchphrase. I applied to go on catchphrase actually. Oh, because you, you've been, you've got a little taste for the old game show with your old tripping point, didn't you? It's really easy money, isn't it? That's the thing. How much you did you win again? It, it, I won, uh, I think it was eight or nine grand. Fucking hell. It's really easy, isn't it? Yeah, that's like a month's wages doing comedy, isn't it? 
Just to go on a game show. Just to go on a game show. But, see, if you watch catchphrase, how many of those catchphrases are you getting right? 80%? Nah, more than that. I'm really good at it. Because I've got that sort yeah, of I'm, brain, I'm, yeah. I feel that I am, yeah. I'm better than you. I'd win some money, because on catchphrase, I think you win the money that you get as well. The thing is, so that last you one, final. you know the last one, which is like catchphrase crossed with blockbusters, where you have to go up the thing? Yes. That just pressure. Yeah, but if you could just forget the pressure, that's yeah, that that's is the, the that's key, the, isn't it? That's the key to pressure, isn't it? Forget the pressure, answer the questions, and if you're not going to get the fifty thousand, just answer as many of them as you can. That would actually been bet really good. Re- that would be the perfect game show if they had have just fused blockbusters with catchphrase. So well, I, that's really what they've done. No, but I'm saying the whole show was like it was like blockbusters, but instead of like can I have a B and it would be a word that begins with B, it was a catchphrase. I'd call it catch busters or phrase busters. And it <laughs> block, was... block, phrases. <laughs> block phrase. And uh, no, because that mashup of programs is because like eight out of 10 cats. That was does... very popular. Yeah. Eight out of 10 cats eight does, out of 10 countdown, does countdown means that they've, just stopped, they've done away with eight out of 10 cats. That doesn't exist. Yeah. That, uh, do that, does that, is that on? No, still? it's just always eight out of 10. And like, you can't watch it's just countdown, isn't it? You can't watch countdown now because you think they're going to do jokes. You know what? I've never really thought about the fact that eight out of ten cats does countdown. It's now just late night countdown. Yeah, yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. They might as well have called it late night countdown. So I've been thinking, Ash, they should do more mashups of TV shows. That's what I'm going okay. to say. Mashup because I'm 43, but rad. I'd like them to do away with some by merging two. Yeah. So you, I was thinking a good one would be embarrassing bodies and naked attraction. Yeah. Is, well, that is the same show, isn't it? No, but like they'd oh, say... Oh, no, that's where they've go got like, warts go and foils first... on there. Yeah, they'd go like the first one, the first thing, they'd go up to the belly button of the window and they'd say, which one would you like to eliminate? And you'd say, I'd like to eliminate the, the man with the toenail growing out the end of his cock or whatever. Whatever is embarrassing. And so, but then does he get the help that he deserves? I just think that, no, you've got, you've got to have sex with the one that you choose. I think that probably is what happens. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying if it, instead of like, oh, which one do you find attractive? It's like, which one are you less repulsed by? I think that'd be a much better show. So well, that one's got a club least... foot. That one's got a club foot. Now, are you going to stick or twist on the club foot? Because the others have all got nice feet, but one of them might have a club head. This so... is almost like Blind Date. Oh, that is kind of what it is, isn't it, that show? The no, it's attraction. the opposite of Blind Date because you see everything before you hear him talk. Oh, yeah. Is that a complete opposite? But this is stick or twisting, yeah. But He's this is like, yes, yeah, so okay, there's three people. Right, let's, let's make it easy, Ash. There's two women, right? One's got a, a big old foot. Something wrong with her foot. It's like her foot's upside down or something. I don't see any of this, though, because I'm wholly based on personality. Yeah, but, you, but Naked Attraction isn't about... You have, you're going to... I don't know. So then the other one's got nice feet. Now... My 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 um strategy would be better the devil you know. That one's got a dodgy foot, but I know this is naked attraction crossed with embarrassing bodies. The other one's yeah. gonna have something wrong with her. It's probably gonna be like her head or something. I'll take the I'd I would eliminate the one with the nice feet. That's because a glass you know that there's a twist in the tail. I would assume She's got so. A tail. But there could be a red herring in there and one that hasn't got anything wrong with her. Or him. Someone who's got a herring in them. Yeah. Imagine that. It pans up to the crutch. You just see a, a tail hanging out of an arsehole. Or just a herring's head. 
But yeah, that's yeah. that's a good show. See, they should do that show. That's a good show. I mean, it's no more ridiculous. How long until there's celebrity, whatever, naked attraction? Well, do you remember that, that one long. where they went on a um, a retreat and they did enemas? It was like Richard Blackwood, Kim Wilde, and they all shit. Kim Wilde? I think, and they all like... Got an enema? Well, none of them would do it on telly, but Richard Blackwood like shat through a sieve and like they were rifling through it on television. With a pen, like his career. I wish I. I mean, I'd love. I bet he's well off. I bet he made a lot of money. Was it true? Was, was he, he was... related to Naomi Campbell or someone like that? Oh, I don't know. I remember the time it was like, oh, he's so and so's cousin, but I don't know if that was just saying I'd heard and wasn't true. But yeah, it blew up for him massively, didn't it? I hope that he earned some money because I mean, the career path is bizarre. I'm actually surprised. Man. He's the sort of character that you'd kind of expect to see on the circuit now and then. Yeah, yeah, because I think he was a stand-up, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. And then he just dropped off. Just dropped Made off. his money. Made his money. But he made a lot of money. I remember uh, he'd be down our local nightclub with Dean Gaffney once every six yeah. months, you know what I mean? I don't, think the, old, uh, team. I don't think the old shitting into a tea strainer helped. It's strange, isn't it? You think like your agent would say, this would be great exposure for you, just go and do this show. And then you do it. This is all right. It's exposing. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's fine. It's fine. And then it's like that woman who wanked off a pig. Do you remember the one who got famous because she said she had sex with David Beckham? Yeah. Yeah. And then she wanked off a pig. End of her career. But the thing about that is that is like a something that people have to do. It wasn't like she did it in life. But also she had no career. She only had a career because she said she had sex with David Beckham. Yeah, she was like a PA or PR or something, wasn't she? It was, she was their nanny. What about Thingy then? Mar- Mar- oh, Selene Goran Erickson won. Maria Fakram, Fa- what was her name? Oh, fire alarm. Fa- yeah, fire, fire alarm. Fire alarm. <laughs> the breaking case of emergency. She- yeah, so she was and famous it wasn't fire because alarm. she had an affair. That's really weird, isn't it? That is strange that you go, I didn't want any, I had no inclination to be famous. You know, the original, you know there's the original, right, there's two I'm going to say now from the world of politics. I'm going to show you my depth of knowledge. The first one, I've forgotten a fucking name now, I had it, it's gone. Was it Christine Keeler? Who was she? She had sex with that Profumo, John Profumo, who wasn't he like the Home Secretary or something? I've got no idea. Well, that was the. That, I think that was the original big affair woman, apart from like Mary Magdalene or whatever in the fucking old days. And then there was that one. You're listening to history with you're Justin Pank. You're listening to a seen old man tries to remember yesterday. And then there was that one with John Mellor who was called Antonio something. Remember her? John Mellor. Yeah, David Mellor. David Mellor. Oh yeah, she sucked his toe, and he was where he used to shag her in a full Chelsea kit. It was weird because a he was a, a apparently a Fulham fan, and b oh was it a Fulham kit? He was, was no no it was a Chelsea kit, but then he used to write for the Fulham fanzine. So they're like oh that's weird that he's also wearing. What was her name? Antonio. Marco. I've got no yeah, clue. Well, maybe she... But she was beautiful, wasn't she? Yeah, but he it was, was like she was like, like struck. I remember when she was sort of like the 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 the, the not quite perfected prototype of Liz Hurley. She looked like a not quite formed properly Liz Hurley, but she was similar, quite posh, quite classical. Liz Hurley, she's got she's and she was Shane Warm. 
Yeah, that's a come down, isn't it? I mean, that's just a such a... I mean, snob or scum in their house, mate. Fucking hell. Really strange. But then, you know, I guess, you know, he's one of the great... I mean, I don't like cricket, but I think he might be the, the best... Yeah, but he was one of them bowlers that's like a little fiddle. He weren't like athletic bowler. He's one. He was like a fat one. He say flick their wrists. He was one of them sort of bowlers, wasn't he? Like in cricket, you got the one that like I would want to be, the one that runs and throws it really hard. And you got that one that sort of walks and it comes out the back of his hand and he's always trying to trick you. He's one of them ones. See, I don't know nothing about cricket either. There was a guy I saw the other day doing a cricket bowl and he spun three sixty before he bowled it, and then they just went, "No, you can't do that." Who was that Australia had the big massive moustache and used to like throw it at people's heads and stuff in the nineties? Do you remember no. him? No. He looked like that Don't. he looked like you know that famous Britain wants needs you post with Lord Kitchener on it? He looked like that. And he used massive. To look... And they wore and wearing a cap, I imagine. Because they didn't used to wear helmets, did they? Well they still in <laughs> This is the thing, like, especially the Australians, they still they've stuck with that little like Boy Scout sort of velvet hat, yeah. ain't they? You know, like, you know, like hat. an England footballer gets a cap and it just goes in the shelf because you'd never put it on your fucking head. Like cricketers would actually well, wear them. You get a you get one for each game, but if you do a competition, you just get one with all the teams on it. You play in a competition, so so say you play eight like games. Like the ninety-eight World, World Cup, you'd have one cap for the whole cup. That's antiquated. They should do away with that. Silly, isn't it? Who wants a cap? I was thinking about belts in boxing. What's a fucking belt? Yeah, but what do they do with those belts? No, are but they... they just talk about it and they go, oh, yeah, I want that belt. And you, when you actually think they're talking about a belt, like you actually just think belt. Yeah, it's a literal belt. Yeah, you think of like, oh, it's mean to a title belt. Like, you know, I, See, I, if I was a boxer or in combat sports, I would talk about titles. I want to be the British champion, the world champion. That means something. But then, oh, after yeah. that belt, he's got my belt. It's like, it's a belt, mate. <laughs> Don't worry about the belt. Worry about knocking him out. I'm not that into me accessories, Ash. What? So, do you, what do you prefer, a trophy, a medal, or a belt? Medal. It's more military, mm. isn't it? I don't like any kind of jewellery. So does no, that count no, but jewelry? a medal's like... You can do anything with a medal. Right, you can wear a belt. Right, you can wear a belt. but You can drink out of a trophy. You can't, But you can't wear a trophy. But a medal, you can sort of like have in a box on a wall in a cabinet around your neck. I don't know, I just think I'd have a medal. Okay, well, listener, you know. What I think do. it was Napoleon Ash that said that man will fight long and hard for a piece of coloured ribbon. Well, you should know. That's what you? Napoleon said. Because why should I know? Napoleon was mates with your uh, the man from your town, wasn't he? In terms of they were sworn enemies. Yeah, good mates. Yeah, but were they sworn enemies? No, or all did... conspiracy theory. Did they really land on the moon, Ash? Did Napoleon actually land on the moon? Friends. They wanted. Didn't he build him a house next door to where he was gonna? Where he? Where Operation he was Paperclip. Live? I don't know. But um, I think that was the rumor because he wanted to learn from him. He was exiled, of course, wasn't he? Um, he had a affair as well, didn't he? With that um, Miss Hamilton or whatever, wasn't it? Lady Havisham. Hamilton was it Havisham? I don't know. No, Havisham, she's the woman who... That's the woman that fucking... Uh, are you being served, is it? Is Miss Havisham the woman who stayed in her wedding dress after she was jilted? Well, I thought I was have a sitcom. Oh, did I, have I spoken about that open on hours? No. Fuck. 
the other week. I'd have never watched telly. The telly was on in my bedroom. And they've remade Open All Hours. Yeah, they've sort of promoted David Jason into the Arkwright character, haven't they? Right. Well, he is Arkwright. Right. No, I, uh, I am not going imp- to... I swear to God, listener, I am not going to employ one ounce of hyperbole. Is it excellent? It's the... Fu- Should I be... The worst... Fit. I just... I, there aren't even words, mate. It's such an anachronism. And like... Isn't it? It's so... The big joke of the one I saw was he had a balloon. He bought a balloon to advertise his shop like a blimp. And a car drove past and it got attached to the back of like this Volvo estate. And the one who's now... the You know who David Jason used to be like the little shop boy? Yeah. It's a bit like when that Gary Webster became minder. It's weird. It's like he's the shop boy now, this new bloke. And he... Oh, I never saw that minder minder two. Yeah, there was a minder where it was. Um, it weren't Dennis. The Waterman. minder stepped up. It was like his nephew or something. Yeah, what? that was minder was brilliant. Probably shit, but at the time I loved it. So the whole joke was they were running around this sort of like fucking depressing, like Salford or wherever it is chasing this balloon and like every time they run around the corner and saw it and had to start running again they'd like run and be out of breath and then the car would drive behind them with this balloon on it and they'd like play loads of canned laughter it, honestly you've got uh, anyone who's like it, but who's that aimed at then because exactly the and the one... other plot the other plot the b plot was he was selling oysters and telling everyone they were an aphrodisiac and like blokes were coming in like all like looking all nervous going i've heard you've got some oysters and it was like we got that internet. It's set now. It's set now, but it's like it's from the forties or something. Mm. Fucking hell! Mate. But the people that watched it and enjoyed it, I mean, you know what? It probably was good at the time. I don't really remember that. Oh, it right. wasn't shit, one that I was particularly. You watch all them sitcoms. They're all shit. The Office. Well, right, I don't. The Office. Oh, I tried to watch The Office the other day with the boy. Did... For the first... I was like, he said, "Let's watch a comedy." So I went, "Okay, I put The Office on." About half an hour in, I was like, oh, this doesn't... Um, it, it's just far too subtle. But I'm just saying, once you've had... Okay, if you, even if you don't like it, once you've had that, you can't go back to those sitcoms where like four people all stand facing the camera, barking out lines in like some sort of order. No, that's true. It's just so... It's just so... What, what, you don't walk into a shop and the stand The Office is like brilliant. That. I should point out, the Office The office is brilliant and it was unique when it came out. You know, it really broke new ground, didn't it? But... Um, watching it back now, I think you was, watched it with your boy who's too young. And when when you're yeah. okay, when I'm not saying he's too young to watch it, but when you're with someone and you sort of like get the impression they're not enjoying it, it sort of makes you view it differently. Oh God, yeah. Hmm. So well, you had a, a gig new... anyway. <laughs> Sorry, talk. hold on. I've got to tell you about Creed. Uh, Creed Two is coming out, isn't it? All right. So I presume you're a big Rocky fan, aren't you? They're not the original one. Yeah, none of the others. Yeah. yeah. What about Rocky 2? No, the original one, Rocky 1. You didn't like Rocky 2? No, did Rocky, you like Rocky 2 is shit, mate. What about when he fought Ivan Drago? Yeah, shit. Rocky 1, he um, wrote that screenplay and won an Oscar for that. And yeah. it's it's just like a proper, actually realistic. And it's based on... Yeah. Okay, who's it based on? Rocky Marciano. No, absolutely not. It's, it's based on... No. Uh, don't look it up. Uh, Chuck Webner. I'm not looking it up. It was based on when Muhammad Ali Chuck did a but who I know everything about Muhammad Ali. He did a he did a campaign when he was getting towards the end of the career called a bummer month and he was fighting a man and he fought a bloke called Chuck Webner. And 
he was so much better than Chuck Wepner, but Chuck Wepner was like heroically and stupidly brave and he just got punched in the head like 180 times and or more than around and didn't go anywhere. So Sylvester Sloan was inspired about a, a sort of down on his luck like journeyman, but who had a lot of heart being like completely schooled by, but and in the original Rocky, it was a draw and it was kind of realistic. And then on like, the, the second one, Rocky lost, he lost. Did he? Well, it was a draw. Yeah. No, it goes to points and he loses. Oh, well, it's even better then. It is, it's good. And then Rocky 2, he wins. Yeah. Is Rocky, right, I so Rocky 3 is when it gets proper stupid with, like, Mr. Yeah, T and Yeah, almost that. unwatchable, yeah, Rocky yeah, yeah. 3. Rocky 4, I remember fondly, but when I last watched it, I remember going, oh, my God, that's one of the worst films I've ever seen. Rocky but 2 is when he, he proper fondly. got on the roids, though, wasn't it? He? he looked too jacked. But I've just, I think I've got really good nostalgia about Rocky IV because I remember going to watch it for my brother's 11th birthday. It'd been a big thing that we all went out because we didn't go to the cinema that often. Uh, so I've got that. And I just remember the size of Ivan Drago and like the training of those computers. Yeah, being, yeah. I was like, and, and, and you <gasps> see him like, putting the syringe in him and stuff, don't you? Oh, that was horrible, yeah. But then Rocky V, I will not five. talk about. when it Five. Um, but Rocky Balboa... I really, really enjoyed. You know the the one that was like a few years ago, where he's like yeah, an yeah, old yeah. man, and then he uh, and he fights a young. Yeah. I don't know who it is, but um, there was the one with Tommy watched... Gunn, weren't there, with um, Tommy Morrison? In. That's Rocky Five. Right. Unwatchable. Yeah. That's like street fighting and stuff. Well, didn't they fight outside or something? They, they had one fight at the end of the street. Well, the point it. is, Rocky and I tell you what, Sylvester Stallone, he's got a form. First Blood's actually a good film. Oh, it's an amazing film. A Vietnam film. vet what, comes I mean, back. I watched that quite recently. Vietnam vet comes back. The last one of the, is the last one left. He goes to visit the other last remaining member of his platoon. He's dead. A small town sheriff who doesn't know he's a Vietnam vet who's all jumped up. Sort of like represents that sort of you know because they say when they come back from drives Vietnam. him out of town. Doesn't yeah, he? and then he's like fighting the national guard up in the mountains. And it's like, he kills people. Yeah, he murders yeah. people for no good reason. But they're sort of like people he could murder. Then in like Rocky, uh, sorry, uh, Rambo, like two and three, he's like he's. I remember there's one where he's got a bow and arrow with like grenade look rocket look rocket headed arrows. He goes and fights the Russians yeah. in Afghanistan. Yeah, but beats the whole and, army. But you know why? It's because the Taliban help him out. Just when he's cornered and him and the other general are about to get killed, the Taliban come along on their horseback and save the day. And then the the general says like, these are proud people and you will not ever defeat them. And then a few years later, they were at war with them. And then in Rocky, because they did Rambo, didn't they? Like they did uh, again, probably what, five years ago, six years ago, they did another, like a new yeah, modern yeah. Rambo. Yeah. And I think he was them fighting against the Taliban. Because you, I love but that's Sylvester Stone's got a form of writing out a screenplay of like a good sort of film that's kind of believable, and then like every sequel, it just gets like more and more stupid Hollywood. Yeah, but I wonder if it then gets taken out of his because just say no. You know, I think there's a weird thing as well. You know, do you remember Cobra? Mm. He said that he wrote oh, that. Shit. Like he and uh, he, but it, you know, it isn't. That is the same. Uh, story as uh, Beverly Hills Cop. They're the same, based on the same screenplay, oh, the that. same book. And but when he he then got the book re-released and it said written by Sylvester Stallone and the guy who wrote the original story sued him. 
um, because it was it's it's exactly the same thing as Beverly Hills Cop. One is a comedy, one isn't. He ain't been that many good films, really, has he? For a big, I want to find out for a massive because massive household name. He's an Oscar winner. He wrote, he's mate, an Oscar. He won winner. an Oscar for the screenplay of Rocky. That's impressive. He wrote that himself. He's directed nine films. Stop or my mum will shoot. <laughs> he directed Rocky Two, Rocky Three, and that's when they got shit. He directed Staying Alive, which was the sequel to yeah, yeah. Saturday Night Fever. Rocky Four, Rocky Balboa, Rambo in two thousand and eight, The Expendables. I had Randy Couture in it from the UFC. Oh really? Mm. So that's that's a big thing that's happening now, isn't it? The sort of come the the bleed across. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's funny because it, it actually used to be that the Exodus was the other way. Like when you talk to like the, when I hear interviews from like early MMA fighters, they all got into it because they like loved. John Claude Van Damme and Bruce Lee. So they sort of like got into MMA from wanting to be in the movies and now MMA fighters are going into the movies. Bizarre. Yeah. And then they yeah. Well or the WWE. Yeah, that's what Ronda Rap if if when an MMA fighter gets a big name and then gets exposed as internet trolls, I'd say, or beat and they then go to WWE like uh, Ronda Rousey did it, and there's another bloke called um the Riddler, what's his name? Matt Riddle, I think, and he left the UFC and he's Apparently, like the up and coming, I don't know if he's in the WWE yet. He might be one of the smaller ones, but he's apparently he's like this big new wrestler on the way up. They normally, yeah, they they blood them in some other thing and work them up. Yeah, yeah, you have feeder leagues, don't you? You ever did a gig with Jim Smallman? Yes. Apparently, he owns a wrestling company, right? A promotion called Progress. And apparently that's on like the WWE network, and it's like a big deal, mate. Like a real big deal. Yeah, I think he. I saw something recently where he was talking about how what a blessing he has because he loves wrestling. He loves being a stand-up, and now he's got this successful business, and uh, and he's you know being booked in the good comedy cup. He's kind of got it working on both. Uh, yeah, 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 I haven't, I haven't seen him for ages, but I just remember I, I, I first time I met him, he's going, oh, "I own a wrestling company," and I just being British, just assumed it would be like properly shit, but I think it's not. If you like that sort of thing, I thought I, I thought it'd be like, like fucking crap. I thought it'd be like properly shit. Because if if you met something I own a wrestling company, you'd be like, you would, you would, wouldn't you? Yeah. You would think that. We went to like a summer fair type thing. Me and the boy didn't really want to go, but we were being good family members, so we went to the summer fair. And there was wrestling. There was like a ring in the middle of this summer fair and these people in blazing heat wrestling. And even that, they were incredible. Like, I don't like wrestling, but just the athleticism of those blokes pretending to beat each other up was a spectacle. It It was incredible. Isn't it fucking weird? You're watching a play fight. Yeah. In their pants. (laughs) But it's like just, it's like a, I honestly get ballet more than wrestling. I'd rather go and watch the ballet. No, I wouldn't rather. I would, though. I I would, though, because there's such a... Like, if if in a ballet, they sort of, like, wanted to... um... They're not lying to you in a ballet. No, exactly, but there's a level of artistry where they would, like... If they want... Like, I don't know what Swan Lake's about, right? So just pretend it's about like two swans having a fight, right? Pretend that's what it is. 
that would there'd be some sort of majesty and some sort of sophistication about the choreography and these two swans. Oh, it's a story, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm trying to say if there was two swans having a fight to transpose exactly what wrestling is. But like, that's kind of trying to like, well, right? Okay, how was it right? If you said, why is Darcy Bustle, I don't know nothing about her, but why is she good at ballet? You'd say, because she's got these skills to do these amazing things that human beings don't do. If you said, why yeah. is Ash Frith a good wrestler? you go, because he makes it look quite real. But it's like, the fact that it looks real is... That's the least you want. But, but that's detracting from it. Like, the more he real a fight look- looks, the less it looks like art. And like I'd rather watch a ballet. Does that make sense? I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. That's because you're a philistine. I just- with a massive head. Yeah. But uh, and I'll tell you what I wouldn't want to do, mate. I wouldn't watch either of them sat behind you. <laughs> and it continues, listener, it continues. So, Jussie P, we met up, didn't we, at the weekend? Yeah, it's good. On, on, on Saturday, we went to a secret location mm-hmm. and we recorded some video content for the Patreons. Mm-hmm. They'll be being released once I have been able to do some business with those. They'll go to the five, five the the flat furthers, flat furthers. and the pranks of millions. Pranks of millions. How, and uh, we had a good time, didn't we? Yeah, and then we went off to our gigs. We went off to our gigs, so we recorded those. They will be up uh, once I can do them soon. I think one of them's already on YouTube. Yeah, we did so a live do one. Go and look at that. But we've got some with some better sound quality. Hopefully. If you want to see yeah. the uh, origins of the big head bit, you should watch that because that's where it started. Okay, so yeah, go over to YouTube. I think it's probably on my YouTube because I hadn't uh, yeah, got the login for our uh, joint one. But uh, the others will be released via Patreon and probably go on to the Pranks and Firth YouTube channel. I don't know how it works. But look it up. And if you do want to support us, Justin, how can people support us if they want to support the show? Well, I'll tell you what I'm going to say first of all. You can support us by going to iTunes, leaving a five-star review and then the worst review humanly possible. That is the most important way you can support I think support it is, us. because that, that would... gets us more listeners. And at the end of the day, we just want... Genuinely. We want to just bore as many people as possible. So, I know, but if you yeah. want to... Uh, I would, well, the one way you could do it is you could go to co-fee.com forward slash pranks. And do- yeah, they could do that. And they could donate. But I tell you what, what you'd be best off doing is going on to Patreon. You do it. Yep. Yeah. yeah. www.patreon.com forward slash pranks and firth. You can donate one, five or ten dollars a month. And that I tell you what that does. It means that we can do this bloody podcast. We've just spent. Uh, the the Patreon money on storage for uh, the files that we use. Uh, we have spent the money on actually hosting the podcast because we uh, have, for some reason, become more and more popular. Too popular. We now have to pay. Too popular, yeah. Mm. We now have to pay to have the podcast hosted uh, for the storage and the bandwidth that we use. And you giving us that money actually means that we can do that. It also paid for some editing software, and it didn't pay for some beer on Saturday, did it? Uh, did we get money? What? Did you just... Well, I was sort of zoned out then, because you keep saying about money. I... No, no money coming in yet, mate, unfortunately. You would let us know if we get any, won't you? 
I'll let you know as soon as people start putting any money in Patreon. Okay. Don't you worry. You'll be the first to know. It's just because, you know... You want some beer, don't you? Uh, I've got one here, mate. So we had the uh, lovely time. It was wet. Wasn't it wet? Yeah, it didn't stop. Oh, I was I was coming down the motorway, and it like the M11, and all of a sudden, it got like three hours darker, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like it jumped from like four to like, what well, was like, and then like I could see this torrential. Yeah, we know what time. Yeah. We do understand time. Yeah. So I could see this torrential rain, but it was like half a mile in front of me on the. It's like I was. It was so odd. There wasn't. I was in the drive. I could see it, and it was like I drove into it. It was crazy. Yeah, and I had to go at like forty miles an hour and had my windscreen wipers on maximum speed. So we went, we had some beers, we recorded some video content, and then we went to our separate gigs, yeah. didn't we? And I went to a gig. Let me tell you about this gig. So I was closing the show, but like a. Do you good think, in, boy, in, got... if, as, if in good storytellers, I should go first? Because we don't want to open with our best oh. story, do we? Okay, but I thought yours was absolutely non-eventful. Yeah, okay, so I went to a gig and it's pretty non-eventful, but Ash... (laughs) Uh, So I go to a gig, I turn up at a pub, and uh, I realise that this isn't a very big pub. Where's the comedy, Justin? Don't know. Where are you going to put comedy in a pub this size? Next to the fruit machine. You are going to put it... Yeah, that's what you would do as we found out a couple of weeks ago in Peterborough. But this one, they had decided to put a marquee up outside the back of the pub. And as we've discussed, the weather was inclement, was it not? Very. So I parked in the car park. I couldn't walk up to the marquee because of the flooding. What I had to do was I had to walk out of the car park, around the road and in through the front of the pub, all the way through the pub, out of a little path and then into the marquee. It was raining. The marquee was dripping. There were electrical um, sockets in the marquee that were just hanging up and they were wet. And there was extension lead on the floor. There was just a normal common or garden, not garden, common or lounge extension lead just in the way. Oh, no. The opening act had already been on. And... She said it was just it was it was quite painful, you know. You couldn't the people shouting stuff out. No one laughing at the back of the room. The front row wouldn't shut up. Blah blah blah. Then so we're at the break when I turn up. Then the MC goes back on stage. Good friend of the show, Ross McGrain. He um he goes on stage, and they just they won't shut up. Right, the front row keep guessing his his gags. They filling in the uh the punchlines and then a lady in the front row who's been giving him some jip from the start of the show she just stands up and gets up on the stage did he say anything to her to make her do that beforehand i think he'd sort of said can you please stop talking when i'm talking it was brilliant because he said to another woman in the audience he went what are you actually talking about you're non-stop talking while i'm talking what are you talking about and she said oh we're talking about uh, Christmas presents, what Christmas presents we're going to buy each other. He went, what are you talking about? That's a, a, a low point in my career is that whilst I'm on stage telling jokes, two members of the audience are having a conversation about what they're going to buy each other for Christmas and it's the 11th of November. So that'll give you, that sort of frames the gig yeah. for what you think it might be. So then this woman, he's asked her to be quiet a few times and then she climbs up on the stage, but she doesn't go over to him or anything. She just stands there facing was she, was him. Was she pissed? 
She was pissed. Yeah, she was pissed. But she is just facing him, but maybe three or four foot away from him. And she just won't leave. So he said, could you get off the stage, please? Nothing. Please, can you get down? Nothing. He's like, is there some security? Can someone from the pub? Is there staff that can... Anyone? Can anyone do anything? No one is doing anything at all. He's like, please, can you go and sit down? She doesn't do and anything. She's facing she the crowd. She's facing him right. with her back to the crowd. Right. Please, can you sit down? He said, I can't touch you. I can't help you. Just please, can you go and sit down? This is really awkward. And I'm like, you've... If you just go and sit down, and then she started saying, "Oh, I want to apologise." He's like, "I don't want you to apologise. There's nothing to apologise for. If you go and sit down now, it's fine. We could just carry on." And she wouldn't sit down. So then her friend climbs onto the stage, and and Ross is like, "Oh, thank God! You know, now look what's happening. Your friend is actually having to come About and to, get you yeah. off the stage." But she then walks up to Ross and puts a plastic little carrier bag over his Lidl head. as well. <laughs> yeah, that's what he said. I mean... So then he's got a plastic bag over his head. And then finally the the security of the place come and sort of just take her off the stage and get him off. But weirdly at that point, for a few minutes, the crowd are on side. Well, you've got like, a common enemy all of a sudden, haven't you? There's a focus point, her. And, and previous guests on the show, Matt Adlington, goes on. He does quite well. But again, he has to break away from material because they're just trying to guess his punchlines. Gary Grubb goes on. He does some one-liners. He's whole, he, very, very deadpan, very slow-paced one-liners. And they, they're landing. But he, the fact is, because he's slow they're, and they're deliberate, filling in the gaps. they're filling in the gaps. And then I'm dreading it. I'm about to go on. There's a break. I'm about to go on. And when Ross is on before me, he's trying to get some level in the room. So he's working hard trying to MC, but you know, it's almost an impossible job to get him to get him to a point. I'd just like, please just get me on. I walked on the stage and I made a couple of little acknowledgements of the environment, which is a good you thing have to, to do in normally. That environment. You can't go in there and pretend it's live at the Apollo, you look mental. Nothing. They gave nothing. So we're in a marquee and I said, oh, bloody hell, Great British Bake Off's let itself go a bit, which I thought would get a laugh. Nothing. So then I just point out to them, we're in a marquee. Nothing. I point at the electrics that are wet and I say, that'll probably be all right, won't it? Don't worry about that. Nothing. So then I looked at my watch and said, I'm contracted to be on this stage for 20 minutes. I will be on this stage for precisely 20 minutes. <laughs> and that's what I did. I just talked. I got some laughs. It's uh, Here's the thing. You know when you get laughs? You get laughs when you expect laughs, but sometimes you know you've got a laugh coming and you do the bit of material and there's nothing yeah. and you don't know why. Yeah. What is that? Why does that happen? Uh, the thick, Same bit of material. They're thick. <laughs> it's so strange. Sometimes you, you do go... have to go, these people are actually thick. Because I've done this joke, was... I've done this joke, say, so the last hundred times I've done it, people laugh 99 times. Yeah. And you obviously don't get it. Because that, Incredible. The, the odds are, because when you've been going a while, I'm not, it's not arrogant, though, you have to find me funny, because it, it's all subjective. But in a room full of so many people, someone's going to laugh, because it, it's yeah. it's funny and, it's, and it works. And if none of them do, and to be honest... I think it's quite plausible that everyone in that tent was thick as pig shit. Yeah, it was awful. Or not even thick in their day-to-day -day life, but they've drunk themselves into thickness. The um, the promoter messaged and said, have a good show, everyone. And I said, that's unlikely. Yeah. And he said, why is that? <laughs> and I did and you put in all video. caps, why aren't you here? Exclamation mark, yeah, question mark, exclamation mark, question mark. 
But you know, as how I do some promoters they're never at the bad gigs? They know, don't they? I think yeah, they turn yeah, up, they look around, and go, "What? I'm going to wait around the corner." He's probably drinking in the spoons a mile down the road. Just so you guys know, I'm not actually going to be there, but good luck with the show. Yeah, I hope it goes well. And then you go, this is absolutely dog shit. Why? What's wrong with it? It's yeah. like, where are you? And then to top it all off, poor old Matt Adlington's car broke down in the belting torrential rain. So it, we sort of, uh, I was the only person who knew what, like, and I am no car expert, but I knew what I was doing. We jump started his car and then he reversed it up to the venue because they were. he had to take all the equipment as well. For some reason, I think Ross had taken equipment. He gets out of his car and his foot goes ankle deep in a oh, puddle. That's so funny! I would have. Just... It was funny. That's so. Well, the funny. best thing about it was because <laughs> he'd already had a terrible. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the, it was so torrential, the rain, like it was properly belting down. And so I then went up to Ross and because he was lugging stuff out of the marquee into the car. He went, mate, mate, don't you worry. You get in your car. You go home. You don't need to help you. I went, no, no, I've just forgot to get my money off you. <laughs> oh, that's us for the money. Do we get where's this, do we get Patreon money for this? Seriously? Have we no had... Patreon money yet, mate. Wait, I'm sure they'll start it'll start rolling in soon. We'll start works. getting to Patreon. Then I'll get you a beer, yeah? Yeah, thanks. I'll get you a beer. But uh, yeah, that's brilliant. No, no, don't you worry, mate. No, I'm not. Where's my fucking money? <laughs> Give me the cash for this gig. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. But yeah, there you go. There's a little insight into the world of a, a stand-up comedian. That's the truth of it. It's not live at the Apollo. It's a wet tent in Braintree. Oh, I wouldn't change it, would you? Yeah. yeah I would. No, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't, yeah. actually. So, Justin, yes. it's that time of the show again. It's time for Insert Jingle of Snob or Scum. We haven't done one. If you want to do a jingle for Snob or Scum, listener, there must be some musically talented people out there. I've written Knock it. Up a Snob or Scum. I've written a really good Noel Coward-esque jingle. We just need jingo, jingle. 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 Jingle, bingo. We just need some... Uh, uh, some music. Plinky, plonky, so, piano. Boom, 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 boom. That sort of thing. Do you want to go on then? You do the uh, you do the tune with the bomb bomb bombs, and a challenge to you, listener, is to knock something up musically that fits this. I reckon needs to go. I'm doing the actual piano I want, or singing the jingle, the piano. No, you're just doing the the melody you want to be able so to I want, sing. No, I want the piano to hear this. I can't do it. That was that was fine. That reminded me of my nan. I got quite sad then. She used to do things like that. How's she doing? Well, she's she's done her quite a long time ago. Oh, yeah, I miss her dearly. Anyway, the point is, we need someone to do some piano for my jingle. Right, are you ready for some snobos gums? I sure am, boss. We're getting some regular ones coming in, listener. You listen to the podcast and then you contribute, and I appreciate you contributing. It's what keeps us going. However, have a little listen and. Stop repeating the same ones. Anyway, with that in mind, uh, we've got from GTA RAJ Gaming. GTA Raj Gaming. Grand Theft Auto. Raj Gaming. Now, they contribute quite a lot, so thank you very much for joining in, GTA Raj. Uh, They've said that the name... (laughs) I don't think... I don't think one of these has ever been used. Uh, the room where you do your ablutions. Well, is it? Well, we had this toilet or bathroom. 
Yeah, yeah. So they've put lavy piss room or toilet. Piss room? But that has been done. Piss room isn't a real thing. Now, Video Games Basement have, have tripped in with a few here. And I want to thank Video Games Basement because they sent me a lovely, lovely little gift in the pot. They're the ones who gave you your lovely little terracotta warriors. Yeah, I did, yeah. They've, they've been massive contributors to, well, both of us individually, haven't they, yeah. in the past? Yeah. Uh, they gave me a lovely little projector, but also he's given me a lovely little Eight. memory card full of some nice. Thank you very much. I don't know if I'm allowed to say what they are actually, so I won't say. But thank you so much. It's going to be massive. Video games basement. Look them up on YouTube. Brilliant content. Um, lots of retro gaming stuff. Brilliant. Anyway, uh, they have come up with okay, um, the female sex organ. Minge. Definitely scum. Uh, he's put fanny or vagina. All oh, right. What's minge then? Or they have put, I should say. Minge is sc- uh, scum. Right. Definitely. Right. Um, I don't think I can include podcast or ear damage, but they definitely that true. That should go in their review. Okay. Um, to pleasure yourself if you're a male. Drink beer? No. No. Wank. Wank, Tommy Tank, Hand Shandy, or Masturbate. Um, he's gone for the loo or shitter. I again. think look, I've told you, loo is gendered. Women can say loo. If a man said, where's your loo? I'd just go, we can't get out of my house, no. He's he's also done lawn or grass. Lawn or grass is the quintessential. Done that. Garden or yard. Yeah. That is quite a good one, Garden or Yard, but I think it has been done before. Well, I would, I would say that's front and back. I'd say front, yard, back, garden. That's what I would it's, say. Uh, they've done football or footy. Yeah. Beer or lager. Mm, lager's a type of beer. Yeah. Uh, okay. What do you jizz out? Spunks. Spunk. Spunk, come or semen. Well, that's in my jingle. <laughs> my okay, jingle is, 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 it, is it's got that in it. Um, Adam Joyce has come up with one and I think we I think I mean this is less snob or scum and um, twat or not I would say if you're going if you were going out if me and you were going out right yeah for, to have some beers mm-hmm. what are we doing we are going out for a drink going out for a drink not going out for a bevy mm. or not going out for a brewski We've all met someone that says the word brewski. Reeves. Oh, brewski. Um, Louise Tull has come in with, uh, what do your kids do after school to do some extra learning? Homework. Homework. Homework or home learning. Oh. If my son come over and said, oh, dad, I've got to do some home learning. I'd if say home learning is like all the other stuff you do, though. Like, if you showed them how to like make toast. We've got some good ones coming in from a contributor. I'm Jeff Vader. Just let's hear it. Jeff underscore Vader. Okay. You're inviting some friends around your house. It's maybe for a birthday or a New Year's Eve. What are you having? Party. Yeah, not a soiree. Yeah, that's a good one. As soon as you started saying it, I knew it was soiree. That's a good one. I knew that one was coming. Very, very strong. Strong work, Jeff Vader. Right, 
<laughs> Jeff. Oh, sorry. Um, you're in the lounge. You're putting your feet up. What are you putting them on? My wife on all fours. <laughs> no, I'm, it's a footstool, not a buffet. There you go. Who this shit? It's another good That's one. That's a good one. I'm Jeff Vader again. I don't think I wouldn't call this. The, like, what do you look into to see a reflection? Toilet. Love <laughs> um, a mirror. What's the other way else could it be? Like a looking glass. Look at looking glass. Is that but just I would antiquated say that was a... or is that? I suppose a proper. I bet the Queen would say looking glass. Okay, Jake Trussell. I think hang has on, missed hang the on, point. Whoa, and it... whoa, let's don't move on quite yet. That's a crossover into the next game. Oh dear! Is my new game antiquated or no? No, no. no. My new game is what the Krauts call. Because you know how we were saying no, no, what? no. We're not. I don't. I think that's a derogatory term. All right. What do Germans call? Yanis, can you just confirm that that is a derogatory term, please? Because, like, you know how we were saying they've got a very little language? We're going to have another yep. game, a concurrent game, new game, where you have to name a, a, an item and then you have to say what a German would call it. What, what do you think a German would call a mirror? Looking glass or reflective glass. Because yeah. they're so literal. But it... I reckon, no, I reckon it's going to be something like um, second self. Yeah, it's going to be something like... Visualiser. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Pick... Yanis, uh... let us No, but know. the game is we have to try and come up with it and see how close it is. So say, yeah. so say like a laptop would be like a, you know, typewriter TV. Folding typewriter, I was going to say. Yeah, that's the thing. That's another game. But looking glass is kind of like... I reckon they must have been invented in Germany. And that's a literal translation of the German for looking glass. Well, let us know any German listeners we have. But We've got one. Particularly looking, particularly looking at you. We've got more than one, but one of them is particularly vocal. Okay. Jake Trussell, I think, maybe has missed the point slightly. He said middle class or rich. Maybe a bit political there. No, Jake. actually, that's not, bad. that's not bad. That's not bad. They're rich. I'd say, no, I'd say posh. Jake's been a listener for a long time. And he he was at some of my very early gigs, Jake. So, Jake, continue to think of them and continue to contribute. Uh, Dean Marsh has said Arsenal slash rubbish. I don't agree with that, Dean. He's having a go at you there. Yeah. Um, Rockmore Digitizer, please. Um, Oh, by the way, the Digitizer of the show is now... Up on YouTube, episode one. Well worth a watch. Again, retro gaming, Mr. Biffo, Paul Gannon. Very, very good. Ashens is on the first one as well. Very good stuff. They talk about Nintendo, Justin. You love Nintendo, what, don't you? What, NES or SNES or which one? All of the above. Wow. NES. NES, SNES, um, uh, also known as the Super Famicom in Japan market. Oh, yes, of course. Mm. You should be on the show. Mm. Um, what do you call the person that comes and looks after your children when you go out? I know that you just leave mother them, but in law. what would you... Mother-in-law or... Babysitter. Babysitter, Na- not child my nanny. Au pair. Good What's an au pair? An au pair's like a... Live in. It's like when you have an affair with someone that you live yeah. with. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's a good one, personally. Yeah, I do, actually. I think babysitter, child I think nanny, though. Good. Yep, even more so. Yeah. Um... Again, from Rockmore Digitizer, please. Um, I don't think this works. I don't think anyone would call it. Carpet or shag? 
I've I've heard shag said in that context, yeah. but I thought that, I thought that meant yeah. like a very deep shag means like a very thick pile. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, and uh, Dean Marsh, who said the previous thing about Arsenal, but I will not hold that against him. He says scran or food. Well, grub. See, I would, say grub when I was actually. growing up, I'd say. Yeah, grub. Grub is a good one. But I have said scran. I would say scran for lunch. Scran to me is like, do you ever say docky? No. Oh, right. Well, docky is like what you take to work. Docky. Docky is like, your, is a, is like an adult's packed lunch. Your packed lunch. You would take yeah. that for your docky, mate. Have you heard docky? That might be a... No, I've never heard that, that before. That might be an East Anglian one. But when I was a roofer, it was like, yeah, did docky. I very much like it. Hmm. I like scran though. I, I would say I think, scran. I would me, say scran was when I'm on the piss. If I was on the, if I was on the yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you oh, want to go scran, for some chips, I'd, I'd say it just means something to soak it up. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, uh, although I'd say I might say scran for lunch. Do you want some scran? But yeah, definitely. If I'm out and it's that greasy pizza, yeah, yeah, you, you know that's like I, I don't want to eat, but I need to eat. I'd say scran is that essential food. Okay, and I think lastly here from Dave Cooper at Deluxe underscore Man, what do you wipe your ass with? Toilet paper. Not t- oh, toilet you tissue. No, bog roll. No, no, no. I've just toilet paper or toilet tissue. They're both are snobbish, mate. I would, I, do you know what it is? Maybe it's because of my age. I can remember when people used to say bog in the eighties, and it makes me cringe. I, I've got a word aversion to that. Bog roll. No, if someone comes to me and says, I'm just going to the bog, obviously I just feel like, fuck off. I'll tell you what definitely makes it um, snob at the moment in my house. My girlfriend has to have the toilet roll round a certain way. Oh, yeah, so it's facing down. Yeah. Like, the, where you pull it down, it's it's rolling sort of like towards the wall rather than away from It's hard to explain, isn't it? She had a go at me the other day for doing it around the way. Well, I said, well, the reason I've done it around that way is that I've never even begun to think about considering putting it around any either way. When you way. say you've done it around the wrong just... way, do you mean you've wiped your ass and then stuck it back on the wall? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I rolled it back onto I the cupboard. I pulled it out of the toilet and then started rolling it back onto the roll. What do you mean? Yeah, there's another side to it, isn't it? Yeah, well, she's so fussy. I don't get it. I think she's nesting. What about that quilted stuff? Well, it's like four ply, and it's all got, it's got a pattern. Like a... It, does, it seems to spread it around rather than soak it up, doesn't it? It's too. I find it a bit weird that there's like a little cashel bear, and you rub shit in its face. I'm not sure about that. Well, there's a saying in there about bear shit in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. Why have they singled out bears? Every animal that shits in yeah. the woods, every animal that lives in the woods, shits in the woods. Does a fox shit in the woods? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it a badger. Does. Poor old bears. Yeah, why are they? I bet they've got. I don't think anything shits worse than a human, though. We've had this conversation just a couple of weeks ago, haven't we? You know, you're treading a human shit. You know about. Well, it. it's like when you ever, if you ever are out jogging or whatever, and you and you don't drop one straight into water, you realise just how bad human shit is. It's so bad we have to like give it a like Osama bin Laden bury it at sea. Is that? <laughs> That's definitely the truth. It's so bad. It's got to be dropped straight, sealed underneath some H two O. 
flushed cat, away forever. Cats is bad because cats will like voluntarily bury their. They know it's bad. They'll dig a hole and bury it. Like nuclear waste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> landfill. Cats are little landfill machines. Well, listener and Justin, thank you again for your time and your patience. I know you're welcome. I've enjoyed speaking to you again, and it it just seems to be a pleasure every time. I'll be honest with you. That's tragic, mate. But thanks. Yeah, I've got I've got nothing else going on. No. Um, thanks, listener. Please do share the podcast. Tell someone about and it. Don't We're forget all the to time give us we... a five star bad review. And I will be looking through those this week, and they'll be on the the next podcast. You we get do. mentioned, so you, it will get read out. Any communication you have with the show will get read out. And Ash is just good at reading out. I can read that. I can do it. If you want to support the show, go to patreon.com forward slash pranks and firth or ko-fi.com forward slash pranks and and support us there. But most importantly, tell someone about and it. And more importantly than that, keep listening. Because one one of these days oh, yeah, we're going to come yeah. up with something funny. Yeah, yeah it'll be it's there. It's going to happen. We're just digging at the moment. We're panning for gold. Mm-hmm, we are. And all we're finding is cash. With it. the tiniest pan handle. Yeah. There'll be one. Don't you worry. Speak to you soon. Right.